Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the City Geek and Podcast. Hello. I'm Ryan. That's Will. We're it back. Is. We're back. Um, shit's happened. I've I've got a date booked of me legally being stabbed. You have been stabbed. I was legally stabbed by you a medical legally... professional. Yeah, yeah. You done? You done well? Hope the everyone's... first time. Yeah. Hope everyone's doing all right out of there. Yeah, we got a bloody messages the other week being like hey everyone can now book a jab so i've had my first one get a jab yeah they're trying to kind of rush people's first ones through aren't they before doing a second one yeah well i mean because they I think that's the idea they uh, don't want to get political but they kind of fucked it with the whole uh, freedom day thing and delaying it for another four weeks so they're like well we better make it up to the public by uh, making everyone have a jab really quickly so everyone get legally stabbed do your job um what is this podcast well i've forgotten well, we sometimes talk about stuff that makes sense. Yeah. Ninety percent of the time, we just talk batshit crazy about nerd stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I. That's a good. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, we're a nerdy podcast. Talk about stuff that we love. And, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Oh yes. Yeah. So E3 happened. So we'll be getting into news all about that, and then also just random other basic news that we normally to cover every week. There wasn't been too much of that, but I think E3 just overread everything. And then obviously we're going to yeah. be. Uh, going back to the Get Educated series, mini-series sort of thing that we do, uh, where there's like some sort of cult classics, uh, iconic we movies. We watched Mission Impossible. Yeah, and Mission Impossible was one of them. The and first we like... one, from 1996? 1996, yes. Um, I knew I was bloody born. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that film is as old as you. I don't exactly know what day it came up, but I fine. I hope in my um, goings about daily life, I'm not that 90s. Yeah. As this film is. Yeah, it's we'll very 90s, that. but we'll definitely get to that. So, speaking of news, we'll get through uh, all of the other little washy-washy crap news. Well, I mean crap, but you know what I mean. Uh, we'll go through all that first. Wishy-washy what, what have you got? What have you got that isn't E3, but is also news that we care about? To an extent. i got a few wishy-washy ones. Yep. Oh, that's an E3 one. Can't talk about that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, a Quiet Place sequel passes a hundred million mark in the US and Canada. Fuck yeah! In the box office, cinema's back, baby. Cinema wow. is back. No, it's good. Um, also, uh, so like totally. Oh, here we go. So like domestically, it's made like a um, hundred nine million dollars. Yeah. So seventy-seven million quid. Yep. Um, Pretty big. And then that's, that's already its money back. I'm assuming. That's made domestically, and then overseas is a further ninety million dollars, which is sixty-three million. Wow. Quid. This is like two hundred million worldwide. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So even though it was delayed a year. Yeah. And eventually opened, obviously back in May. Who'd have thunk that? Um, it's, it's, maybe done it. A little slower than maybe. I think it that's would very have done, successful still. But it's been like that's not because not actually bad considering. No, that, I sure. I think I think that's very successful considering like cinemas have just reopened. Everyone thought Tenet was going to be the one that saved cinema, but in fact it's a quiet place because Tenet came out and it didn't do that successfully uh, money wise. I don't think so. It's because not... half the con- half the world was still in lockdown whilst that was released, whilst everything else is kind of back to normal. Cinemas are open here. Um, but it's back when they were being very like picky about what was open and what was yeah open, yeah and also uh, I do think that uh, the new film uh, in the Heights that's been released in cinemas now 
we'll discuss. Yes, I need to go and see that. We'll, we'll probably discuss about whether we watch that in the next podcast or. I would. Go, have, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind going to see that. I've heard. I've heard it's good. Um, yeah, we'll get to that one eventually. Um, but yeah, that's that's earned a fair bit as well, which is I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. Everyone go watch it because Lin Manuel Miranda is amazing. That was, yeah, because he did In Heights first, which was a success, and then he it was did his Hamilton. first Broadway production back in like yeah. 2005, I think. Yeah, I might that might be wrong. But, yeah, it was um, his first big one, and then that's gotten its first very iconic. I, I really want to see the stage production of it. Yeah, obviously. I was. Um, I was listening to a podcast and they actually brought up a really good point of why don't we all I know you probably I don't know what you're going to think about this but why don't big corporations like Disney or Amazon or whatever actually buy the rights to the filmed stage productions of these shows like Hamilton so Disney did a great thing because it's such a niche market or it's such a weird way of putting it it's such an elitist thing that only very select few people do have the chance to see in it because it's only in their country like Broadway I mean yeah you do it's have part of the um, you, you do have it coming over to the UK and stuff but it's not like the original cast and it's not like the original especially with all the shows as well thing. like in yeah. the heights I think he's probably I think he's still on Broadway might be uh, it yeah. might be it's, it's probably definitely off Broadway somewhere so that basically means it's in the theatre in other cities in the US yeah. Um, I it had obviously a West End tour. I don't know whether it's in the West End at the moment. It's probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird one because it's like, oh, you know, it's like. It is one of those things when you think about like how many musicals have like a stage production film, that was taped or taped, you know, yeah. recorded uh, over several performance. several performances or, or not just stuff. several performances yeah. or just like set up a load of cameras and then film one performance and cut it all together. And, yeah. In a way, um, but it's there's like, snippets it, of it on, yeah. on YouTube you can find, but like there's no like I don't think there's a full version of Wicked. I might be wrong. Yeah, not like Hamilton that we've been getting but and stuff. But yeah, I, 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 I think I'd it's, like I think that. it's very much the new medium. I, the thing is, is that interesting enough when you I, I did a bit of because <clears throat> I was watching the In the Heights trailer and the, the, they released the first eight minutes, which is basically the first song. Yeah. Um, I was doing a bit of research on it and I. I did. I found a really awesome video. I'm not going to remember who the YouTuber was because it was a random YouTuber I just clicked on. But he was talking about the genius of In the Heights and mm. how Lin Manuel Miranda like changed like Broadway in like the first three minutes of you know In the Heights. Yeah. And how it was how it changed stereotypes about Latino Americans and people living in that part of New York and about how you kind of present a, a you know a musical you know because most musicals begin with um i'm gonna get the phrase wrong i think it's like an interlude thing i think there's a particular word for it i can't remember the word for it because i'm not versed in stage productions yeah um it's where you play the first you play like a mashup of all the different musics you know like a small minute like a refrain i think it's called just before anything happens in the actual play yeah and that's like that was like classic go back and watch all the great stage productions that's what happens there's that music and it kind of leads into it in the heights for example doesn't do that it just launches straight into the first song yeah and the first thing you hear is like the radio and like 
it's the you know the 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 amateur artist guy. He comes with his boombox and he places it down. And he's tuning the radio and you hear the different radio stations and you get like a different feel for all the different music and all the different cultures that exist just in this one small block of New yeah. York. And then it launches into you know Uznavi, who's the main character who's played by Lin Manuel Miranda. He comes out and he's like, hey, stop you know stop basically graffitiing on my wall, <laughs> and chases him off. And then it launches into the first song and that's the first bit of In the Heights. Yeah, and the main bit of the video was also talking about how it used the. Uh, there's a special word for it. it. Begins with a C. There's a type of rhythm that exists in, um, one of the musics that is featured in, in the Heights, yeah. and it's been used in in other Broadway musicals, in the past. But it was used kind of as a, a kind of cheesy motif in a way, rather than a central theme, and and it was used kind of incorrectly. To represent, you know, uh, Latino culture and that culture of music when yeah. it was present, and Lin Manuel Miranda almost claims it back with In the Heights as he uses it correctly throughout the first song. Yeah, and it kind of underlines it properly, um, and then obviously he you mashes in rap and, and R and B and in classic Lin Manuel Miranda style. Yeah, um, which is really really cool, um, but. It's really interesting. I'm getting to a point here that I made this point about, I promise. Um, and this is the point. They showed a demographic chart of, of the age groups of who goes to see Broadway musicals. Yeah. And like overwhelmingly, 60% of the people that go to see Broadway musicals yeah. are over 60. Like it's, it's grandmas, yeah. especially you know females in their elder 60. It's grandmas who love Broadway. That's... That's the big selling point. Yeah. So while there is a huge demographic worldwide that would love to see more movie adaptations or film stage production versions as like Hamilton has, that's not really where Broadway makes its money. It yeah. makes its money on opening nights. It makes its money yeah. doing that. And, and they've been able to market different varieties of different musicals like introducing these, these audiences to things like Hamilton and In the Heights that are very different in a way. And they've been able to do that successfully, but it's still like grandmas don't care about something that's on Disney Plus. Mm. I'm watching it; they're just gonna no. I'm gonna you know buy another ticket. I'm gonna go see it on Broadway. If you've got enough think, money to be seeing Broadway musicals, that, that's what I mean. I think like the accessibility, like there's such a, a big opportunity, I guess, because it's like I would like to see Hamilton, the actual stage production with the original cast. I'm lucky enough to be able to see that on Disney Plus. Um, but I guess if I wanted to see that's fine I guess if I wanted to see like you say Wicked with the original cast can't anymore and no, also and also it costs a fucking lot for big theatre stage productions so it's like I'm guessing it costs it's, a, lot, a lot on the West End let alone on Broadway oh yeah exactly it's like if I had the opportunity to do so oh yeah I'd take that in a heartbeat but I guess now that like the original cast has moved on doing their new different things and stuff what you would then be able to do is also give the opportunity for everyday other folk that can't afford it to experience that. Yes, it won't be the exact same experience, but get a close enough experience of the stage production by putting it on like an Amazon or Disney Plus or anything like that, which I wish they do. And there's also the sort of wanderlusty element of like it catches it's, that moment in history. Yeah. It catches that like, because like Hamilton is there now for everybody to watch, which yeah. is really great. And it's like archived in the annals of history. 
Uh, they did the same with like the, the was it the fiftieth anniversary of Les Mis? They did a possibly yeah they did, yeah, a, they did a, a massive a, a concert. Out whole yeah concert recording. yeah yeah yeah. Um, I haven't seen that one. I've seen the film one. I yeah. haven't seen. I've seen snippets of the stage production one. But, yeah. Um, I think like Nick Jonas was in it. Yeah, he was, and apparently he was great in it. <laughs> so I think he played. I can't remember who he played. Yeah, he played like um, something. But anyway, and like Matt, but what was I, Matt Lucas in it as well? He played uh, like um, yes, yes, he was. He played. Yeah, he oh, was because he, he used one of the biggest fans of it. Um, um, oh, what's his name? He plays the the uh, comedian that Sasha Baron Cohen plays. In, yeah. I think it'd be great, is that? Yeah, that'd be really good um, to see. So good. I think, and there's um, a million other names as well. Yeah, and I think. Uh, what was that? What was the point I was going to make? Um, yeah, just more accessibility uh, to all these things, and because I know it sounds really poncy me saying this, but it's a it's a form of art, like cinema and stuff. Yeah, that a lot of people don't have access to, and it's like. People, I would very much want as many people to see this shit as Broadway possible. is only in one place in the world. Yeah, I want as many people to see this as possible. And I think so, we probably will start seeing it a lot more. Yeah, with the success of Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Um, um, but you have to remember, there's, there are loads of stage productions that happen. Yeah. And not all of them are going to be massive yeah. hits that everybody yeah, I need, very like, much, I would, would want to I think, see. I'm, I think the next stage production I'm really desperate to see is Shrek. There's a Shrek stage production. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so that's a thing. Um, also, the world didn't need this. <laughs> apparently it's good, but not many just... Somebody. <laughs> um, uh, last thing on In the Heights that I wanted to bring up is that Lim Manuel Miranda took to Twitter and apparently there's been... Well, there has been a lot of controversy regarding the In the Heights film uh, that's oh, come yes, out. I, um, I think so I saw this. He, I want to briefly go over what he says, but he he I think he really takes it well, and he is like, yeah, you know what? No, that that is a problem that I now that I see it, I realize it, and it's kind of wrong. What he but he he goes into um uh he so he posted on uh, on Twitter uh, saying that he uh, started writing in Heights because he didn't feel seen, and all of the past twenty years, what I wanted for us all of us to be seen. I'm seeing a discussion around Afro Latino representation in our film this weekend, and it's clear that many of the dark skinned Afro Latino community didn't feel significantly re- represented within it, in particular particularly among the leading roles. I can hear the hurt and frustration of colorism, uh, of feeling still unseen in the feedback. I hear that without sufficient dark-skinned Afro-Latino representation. The works feels uh, extractive of the community we wanted so much to represent in Pride and Joy. In trying to paint a mosaic of this community, we fell short. I'm truly sorry. I'm learning from the feedback. I thank you for raising it and I'm listening. I'm trying to hold space for both the incredible Pride, the movie we have made accountable for the shortcomings. Thank you for being honest feedback. I promise to do better in future products and I'm dedicated to learning and evolving. We all have to do make sure that we are honouring our diverse and vibrant community. I think that's really well said. It's beautiful. He's, he's owning yeah. it. It's like, yeah, like, it, you know, he's bringing up that he is in the minority, in the in the community, but even those sort of people make mistakes as well. And fuck, I, as a response, that's kind of perfect. <laughs> Why, yeah. I think it, a lot of it has... Um... It's a complicated thing, and I think like the world of big business and like movie making is so. Yeah. It's so. I don't have any personal experience, but it seems to me like it's so easy to get railroaded into yeah. just getting it done, and, yeah. and there's so much to kind of work on that it's it can be easy to forget things that should be really important. Yeah. 
and and you might think that you're focusing on it, but then you you know the feedback comes out, and in retrospect, and in hindsight, is a great teacher, as we all know. Yeah, yeah. You go, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. That was probably something that I should have thought about at the time, but I, I just. I don't think it'll actually be long until well, maybe a few years down the line that uh, Lin Manuel Miranda does a. I think he even said in a, in a, uh, uh, bloody, in an interview, he was asked, "Oh, when is Hamilton going to get its theatrical movie?" Oh, it's made? coming, and it's. I think that is definitely coming. It's coming, yeah. But like he's saying, uh, I think he said in the interview something like, uh, "Well, Hamilton's now on Disney Plus. People go see that. I want that." Like the Broadway stage theatre, it's still in Broadway. You could argue you don't need a theatrical release. Oh, absolutely not. But like, I think as been. now that In the Heights has been made, it's an adaptation of it. Um, I, like if there is like a, a filmed version of In the Heights stage production mm. that has been, it's like it, it's having different versions of something. It's like you can have the theatre production. It's there for you if you like it, but also if you like movies and how this adaptation, like it can tell a different story or it can have a different feel to it that, again, it's accessibility. It's like, yeah, two of the same thing, but done differently. I'm all for that. So I think Hamilton will yeah. definitely be done eventually, probably not just yet because like you say, it's still in Broadway. It's still riding off the hype of being on Disney Plus and such. So, um, but yeah, no, it's, I, I, I like. Why is he so nice? <laughs> why is Lin Manuel Miranda so nice? He's a good man, and he's you know he's doing his best. No, he's to great. Do what he does. Uh, I sorry. What? Sh- what is no, this? no, 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 no. <laughs> right, this has just popped up. This is the news that I forgot to talk about last week. But moving swiftly on from the in the heights. Fucking, whatever you're. Well, how did we go on to in the heights? You spoke about. Oh yeah, a quiet place part two. Anyway, so a chicken nugget was sold for effectively a hundred thousand dollars on eBay. Um, I'm not lying. But basically, the chicken nugget looks like an Among Us character. That's it. It's it, looking very it just, sus. It just looked. How do you feel about that, Will? How does this make you feel? Next story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just hundred, hundred, uh, yeah, hundred, hundred thousand dollars for an Among Us chicken I nugget. I don't understand. It doesn't even. It's not got any of the facial features. So a, how can you say it looks? I like mean, it? it's just a slightly ca- if deformed chicken nugget. I mean, I had a chicken Among nugget us- last week that looked like Africa. You don't see me raising a fucking. <laughs> yeah, you could have sold that for a fucking lot to be fair. <laughs> Mate, you missed out. Uh, I got a couple bits of news uh, after the glorious chicken nugget incident. Uh, I'll talk about that in games. Alright, so uh, you know this. The controversy (laughs) surrounding Batman at the moment. Um, So, DC. uh, There was a a scene in the Harley Quinn show that uh, is happening. And there was a scene where Batman and Catwoman... This is, this is the Harley oral. Quinn show that is... Um, it's on season two or, so, or something like that. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco plays yes. Harley Quinn, voices Harley Quinn. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, um, I should probably watch it at some point. Apparently it's really good. Really good. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, apparently there was a scene where Batman and Catwoman have a sex scene and they perform oral sex. And then DC was like, yeah, heroes don't do that. <laughs> so they cut it. And then that caused a really funny backlash... Because who fucking cares? 
<laughs> I love how this has become a whole thing. Oh like, yeah, this has become I, an online debate now. This, of, yeah. like, of like you know, you know, heroes don't perform sex acts. And uh, look, the quote here, by the way, that I loved that I oh, picked please, out, please. Justin Halpern, who is the co-creator, he's executive producer and co-creator of the Harley Quinn series, <laughs> um, is was talking about this moment, <laughs> and yeah. um, and he's and his response and his rebuttal to to this feedback from DC that heroes don't do that yeah. is, um, are you saying that heroes are selfish lovers? <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was brilliant <laughs> perfect this is great this is incredible stuff um no it's um they were like no it's because we sell um consumer toys for heroes it's hard to sell a toy of batman when he's going down on someone oh as um, if batman has not done anything else that is pretty horrible oh, uh, yeah. um, murdered a bunch of people yeah not murdered you know it's not like you have really dark themes. I don't know, Joker beating the absolute living shit out of someone to a pulp until they're dead or crippled permanently. Shooting someone, a woman in the back, causing them to be a cripple. But hey, no, apparently oral sex and pleasure that way is wrong. And it's interesting because it kind of reflects in <laughs> what he, something he said earlier in this piece that I've got here from IGN. That it, it was talking about like how freeing it is to, to um, work on something that is about a villain. Yeah. It's about a character that you don't really know much about because there's so much you can do with that character. Whereas with Batman, you're restricted by a little bit of what's come before mm. and the expectations that are there. So you can't have Batman go down on someone, despite the fact that he, he, they show like a sex scene in that in the Killing Joke yeah, the, animated like, movie with him why and Batgirl. Why, like, that's even worse. Yeah. That oh, was yeah. okay. Oh, yeah, apparently. no, for going down on Catwoman is completely not allowed. Selfish banging, lovers only. But banging your best friend's daughter... That's, yeah, it's fine. It's completely fine. Um, yeah, it's... <laughs> fucking dumb. It's, um, Where's your priorities, man? Who cares? Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a whole fucking fiasco. It's just... Um, Come on, Warner Brothers. What are you doing? Uh, talking about sex. Um, yeah. Speaking of sex. Jumping over to a uh, uh, Lord of the Rings Amazon TV show. Don't call me sex tonight. No, but some talking fans but, sorry. have started a <laughs> really. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> have started a, um, I believe, a Change.org petition <laughs> against the creators of the Amazon TV show. Okay. Um, whatever. The Lord of the Rings Amazon TV show will be about. We don't really actually. We know it's the Second Age. We don't know what the details. Not specifically, no. Um, but they've started a petition to to be against any sexual content or nudity or anything in this TV show because I believe that there's kind of a fear within the community that like they're gonna try and make it like Game of Thrones, and uh, you know Vikings and all these other shows that yeah. have nudity in them and have sex in them. Yeah. And basically, they've a few people have gone on big rants about how they don't want this for. Tolkien's material they want them to respect the source material of Tolkien yeah. um, some people were talking about um, the Christianity symbology uh, and things that was in Lord of the Rings mm. um, and the fact that you know Tolkien was a devout Catholic or whatever um, and how that would be kind of going mm. against his personal shut up be going against <laughs> his personal <laughs> <laughs> my phone don't worry I'm getting text from work um, sorry yeah Anyway, I'm not sure I, I completely agree with the quote that is given here about uh, Christian symbolism being a central theme of 
Lord of the Rings because it's not a purposeful central theme of Lord of the Rings. No. Um, and Tolkien said that himself, I think, at yeah. one point. He was like, I didn't write this to be like... He didn't write this to be like Narnia, where it's basically like... God. Believe in God or bad yeah. things will happen. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The world will turn to ice. Um, yeah. It's not that kind of level of like... No. You know, but it's like... She just wants to get rid of some jewellery, man. The Come reason on. that there's so many like themes in, in that is it's more about kind of the fellowship and yeah. one's own personal faith in a way. Um, it's a really interesting topic, by the way. If you want to like go down a YouTube rabbit hole or read a bunch of articles on it, the themes of Lord of the Rings. How yeah. long have you got? <laughs> um, not just that, but like like religion in Lord of the Rings and how there's no actual organized religion in Lord of the Rings. No. In, in Middle Earth, in the world of Middle Earth, nobody nobody really goes to ch- like ch- church or anything. No. But it's so steeped in this in these values. Yeah. You know, um, in so many different ways. So that's good, but like. <clears throat> I understand what they're saying. I, I, I think yes, this back. Well. I think the fear and the backlash has come from the fact that they don't want it to be like a Game of Thrones, where it's almost like sex is one of the selling points of the show. They're like, yeah. we want the selling point to be the material of yeah. Tolkien's work. You know, I, rem- I remember when Game of Thrones was coming out and stuff. It's like when you watch it, it's like, oh yeah, there's greatest sex. Oh, there's incest. Oh, there's boobs. And oh, okay, whatever. But if you were like trying to sell it to someone. That's yeah. one of the things you'd build up. Like, it ultimately doesn't really matter. Aha, uh-huh, yeah, it's about a joke in some things, but ultimately, like... I feel like there's a... It is story first, like and then dragons debate, and shit, yeah. but... I feel like there's an interesting debate to be had with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because it's a... Like, up until a certain point, obviously, you know, <laughs> it's a superb TV show, and it's got so many great stories and themes and characters in it, and character interactions in it. Yeah. There is the kind of, like, I remember, I feel like I've read before somebody who was trying to argue the fact that, like, well, if you take the sex scenes out of Game of Thrones, it's still a great show. So why do you need them in there? Like, what's the point in, Mm. like, if it's not serving a particular point or anything, you know, it's one of those kind of interesting, I think, like, with you know explicit content like that, it's an interesting balance between at what point is this serving a purpose and what, think, at what point it, it's just like not and it's just here I for... think it does in the early show uh, early in the show because it's like oh fucking Ter- uh, Lannisters are banging oh what's that going to cause to the future of like the throne and shit oh that's bad but then ultimately it was just like hey this kid just fucked three women and they paid him not him the other way around get it because he's he's good at sex and it's like okay Great. Yeah. There's there's, there's, there's there's kind of examples of both, isn't there? Yeah. And especially in the latter seasons, I feel like. Oh, it was, it was just, just. It was there because John it was like. And that's it. it was like, oh, there's this really big romantic scene. What happens next? Dead. You can you can imagine what's happening next, but we're gonna show it anyway. It's yeah. like, it's like you can't just you know pan to a fireplace back. afterwards or something. I've fallen down a rabbit hole of like watching stuff to do with Game of Thrones and how bad the last season was. And it's Don't just do that. Fu- it's, it's just depressing. It's funny. More than anything. It's just funny how bad it is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on with news. What have we got? What have you got? How much more how much more have you got? I've got some stuff. Um, okay, sweet. I don't know whether this is an E three thing. I don't think it is. This is just a bit of news. Nah, it's fine. Um Walt Disney Games Sean Shop Tour Shop Hall. Shop tour. Yes. Um, revealed that IGN revealed to IGN that he met with Ubisoft's uh, massive Ubisoft massive are a game developer. Yeah. Um, behind, I think behind Jedi Fallen Order. 
Maybe. Um, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And in this meeting, uh, in this meeting uh, he was able to get a, um, a little bit of an extended look at the new Avatar game, which I'm sure you're going to mention. We're going to be talking about, yeah, yeah, Avatar. Frontiers of Pandora. Mm-hmm. Um, this meeting led to a massive... Um, it, basically, the meeting led to massive... Uh, so, basically, led... So, this is it's a weird combination of words. <laughs> this meeting led to letting massive make an open-world Star Wars game. Yes. So, basically, he's basically teasing the fact that after the discussion and after seeing what they'd done with, like, Avatar and Pandora and things, they were like, okay, make that, but Star Wars... Yeah, make an open world version of Star Wars game. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of people have been kind of drumming on for quite a while that we really want an open Star Wars game, like Jedi Fallen Order, but like even more open world and not restricted. Yeah. Um, it might be coming. Oh, am I seeing that? Yeah, yeah it's good. good. It's cool. Got any more? Um, I've got loads, mate. Oh, carry on then. I'll let yeah. you know. I've effectively got like maybe uh, one Korean or two Korean actor, Park yeah. uh, Seo Joon, uh, is joining Brie Larson in Captain Marvel 2. Ooh. Or um, The Marvels. As it's the Marvels, yes. It's that's officially what it's titled, The Marvels. Yep. Um, it's, we're unaware of who he's playing. It doesn't It doesn't confirm anything. Yeah. Um, but he's he's been in other um, other projects and things. Um, and there's been a great fan reaction on his end. There are a lot of people who uh, um, admire the actor have, have been really excited the fact that he's joining the MCU. Yeah. Um, third Korean actor in the MCU. Uh, let me try and let me try and think of them. Uh, uh, would that be one in Eternals? Yeah, Ma Dong Siuk. Yeah, and also uh, the the lady in Age of Ultron. Claudia Kim. The one that, yeah, yeah. I've forgotten her name, but yes. Hey, I'm a genius. Um, uh, he's in a TV show called What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah. He's, uh, it's a Hollywood debut for him as well, which awesome. is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, no confirmation on who he'll be playing, but I presume he's going to be one of the main cast members. Yeah. Sticking with a little bit of Marvel news, yeah. um, Paul Rudd right. uh, has confirmed that he's begun filming. On the new he, Ant-Man? He is in London. Nice. He's filming Ant-Man. Nice, nice. Um, good, good. In a really interesting roundabout way as well. Yeah. Um, he was discussing this. I don't know why he was discussing this, um, but he was... Um. Oh yeah. So basically, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Who is an NFL player, an NFL star, uh, nicknamed the Cheetah mm-hmm. for his quick speed. Uh, he's one of the top NFL players at the moment. Um, he uploaded onto his Instagram or onto his Twitter a personalized message of congratulations about something from Paul Rudd, who is obviously a Chiefs fan and obviously yeah. supports. Um, the team that Tyreek plays for. Uh, and in that, he confirmed that he is in London filming Quantumania um, in the personalised <laughs> video. strange way to announce it. So, yeah, it's really roundabout, like, uh, just random thing. You know, mm. you thought it would have been part of an interview or something with someone. No, yeah. it's just a, like, congratulations message to a yeah, NFL yeah. star. Um, but, yeah, Quantumania is on the way. That's cool. That was from a few uh, weeks ago. Uh, or a couple of a couple of days ago, sorry, sorry. I don't know how far through filming they'll be. Yeah, we'll see. How it but is. Um, uh, do you just want to whittle off the more of first things that you got, unless they're E three? Well, uh, that one might be an E three thing with the battlefield thing, so I'll yep. leave that until we talk about game stuff. Yeah. 
Um, everything we know about Fantastic Four. I had a little read through this article a moment ago. Oh, yeah. Um, some interesting things. Obviously, we know it's being directed by the uh, Spider-Man director. John, John Watts, I think. Who's, done, who's doing all three it Spider-Man It will movies. be his last MCU film. That was confirmed really? by that would be that was that was confirmed okay. by Kevin Feige the other day, uh, which is fine. It's cool. Hopefully, he does a good job. Um, well, he did a good job with the first two Spider-Man movies. Yeah. He's going to do a good job with the fourth, third one, uh, unless Sony got their hands on it too much. Yes, but we'll, we'll see, see how it goes. Hopefully, it'll be good. Um, Hopefully, it'll be good. But it's really interesting. A lot of people are thinking that because of John Watts' connection, it's going to be heavily tied. Spider-Man might even be a main character in it, so it might be yeah. technically a kind of fourth Spider-Man movie yeah. in a way. Um, or at least he'll make a cameo um, of yeah. some sort, which you would imagine both being in New York. Fantastic yeah. Four are based in New York, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, Baxter Building. Um, Baxter Building, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really, really kind of taking off. Um, I, there's this funny thing that I quoted to you about the first Spider-Man comic. Oh, where, yeah, um, yeah. Peter goes to get a job at the Fantastic Four yeah. and realises that they're a non-profit organisation, so he wouldn't make any money or whatever, which is really funny. I mean, if, if from like, Spider-Man's point of view, yeah, he needs money. He's a student. He's, he's struggling. <laughs> um, some people have gone through the, the schedule of um, the Phase 4, and they yeah. basically said that probably um, July or November 2023 is when we can expect Fantastic Four. Because there's no official release yeah, date. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Calculating it based on the timeline Marvel has given, yeah. that's probably likely. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Which is probably... I want to cool. keep on, on the topic of Marvel real Go quick. Go for it. And I'm, uh, obviously Loki's happening. Which the moment, uh, yes. which uh, second episode has come out last last Wednesday? Um, Have you watched it yet? Yeah, is it good? It's good. It's very good. good. Actually, you know what? No, I retract that statement because apparently, in an interview with comic book um, Owen Wilson, uh, hang on, so uh, Kate Heron confirmed in an interview with uh, comic book that oh. in our sorrow, audience will not get to hear Owen Wilson say his iconic line. Zero out of right, ten. This is it. Boycott. Zero. Out, no, I fucking hate it. It's disgraceful. It. Shocking. How dare you um, have Owen Wilson in a series and him and, not and to not say, say that wow. line in some capacity? Wow. Wow. No, I, I hate Loki now. Don't watch it. Boycott. No. <laughs> Boycott Loki. Boycott Loki because Lo- Owen Wilson doesn't say wow. <laughs> the wow. What we need is the wow cut. That's yeah. I need a super cut of all the times Owen Wilson says wow. Does he say it in every single movie? Oh, he he says it a lot. I know he says it a lot. Honestly, it's like the, there was one cut of... Um, yeah, I think it's on YouTube, but you can have a cut of every single time he says wow. And then also that same YouTuber did like a cut of every single time um, Tom Cruise ran in films. <laughs> it's in every single it's like film. like every time he's on screen. Like. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> The, the run cut. The run. <laughs> Mission Impossible. Run. <laughs> the run cut, yeah. Anyway, um, continue on. <laughs> interesting point here. Uh, the Thanos creator... Yes. ...feared that Infinity War would suffer the, fam- the same fate as Justice League. Well, no, because um, it is competently made. But, well, yeah, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> uh, Jim Starlin... Yeah. Um, ...who is the creator of the Infinity War comics... Um, was apparently he made, had a cameo in this movie 
He was uh, he was in Infinity War the movie. Shocking if I didn't see that. Um, I'll have to rewatch it. What a shame. I don't know. I don't know oh, what no. he looks like. That's the trouble. So what a shame. Really I'm gonna have to rewatch the movie. Um, but he was he he like he visited the set. He did a cameo for the movie and everything. Yeah. Um, and when he was on the set and things and, and his initial thoughts going into it, he did fear after seeing what happened to Justice League that too many minds and too many ideas would cause Infinity War to suffer the same fate of just being uh, yeah. this mess. To, to be perfectly honest, when um, before the film even came out and like we saw how big the cast was, like yeah, Marvel took those risks of right, we're going to do Avengers, and everyone was like, "Fuck, you can't do that! Not a team up movie of like all these other films. That's, oh, really, that's risky." Oh. oh, they did it, and in Guardians of the Galaxy, no one's heard of them. That's not going to be good. Oh my god, they did it. Ant Man, what a stupid character. That's not going to be good. Oh my god, they did it. Infinity War. It helps, All these characters it helps coming when, together. It helps when you don't have to do like twenty-one movies worth of backstory in the first half an hour of the movie. Yep. Batman vs Superman and Justice League. Yeah. And anything. But there was no guarantee that that was going to work. No, no. To be honest, if Iron Man no, wasn't like, a success, this never gets made. Oh no, of course. Um, but you know, you bite the bullet and you take the chance. Um, but yeah, I think it's safe to say that. that uh, he's feeling very vindicated now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think a lot of people were proven wrong, to be fair. Yeah. Um, he said he had a few bad moments, um, but he... Um... Uh, yeah, so in the original plan, um, which I forgot about this, although I did hear about it before, there was going to be half an hour without the Avengers in it, and it was just going to be half an hour of Thanos' backstory in Infinity War. I mean, it War. technically is. Yeah, but there was going to be even more. There was going to be just oh. a half an hour segment of just Thanos and like his yeah. his origin story and his backstory and stuff, I mean, which yeah. obviously didn't yeah. make it into the final cut of the movie. Yeah. It's not really needed. So, I mean, it effectively is a Thanos film. Yeah, you get you like, get. I feel like, you get enough of a feel for who he is and his backstory yeah. without actually having to show it. Yeah, that it's like okay. The performance of Josh Brolin just makes that film anyway. He he is incredible. He's really, he's yeah. really good at it. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. That's good. So that, that was an interesting tidbit that I, I saw, and we will have to find out where he cameos in Infinity War. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up look up that as soon as uh, we finish the podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking up the Wow compilation after this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our priorities. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Shazam Two. Shazam. Yes. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> yeah, a, bun- a bunch uh, of uh, family photo. Yes, new new new. Uh, I think it was the director of the film tweeted out, "Hey, just." I didn't want the actual the rest of the costumes to get leaked, so here you are. Here, you I've, see- got, I've got the tweet here. Yeah. He says, don't know how we managed to keep this under wraps for so long, but here's the new suits. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think the, the first Shazam look like got leaked, so they were like, oh, God, well, we got to put this out, <laughs> just in case it gets leaked. Um, no, it's cool. They look good. I'm liking the new uh, they textures look, they of look the suits really and stuff. really good. Interesting tidbit about this. Uh, the girl who plays Grace yep. now plays her in both forms. Nice. So she plays the superhero version of her and the regular version of her. Oh, Whereas cool. before, she was played as... Because all the other kids are younger, so they have yeah. to be adult actors. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but she's obviously old enough now. She was played by Michelle Borth in the first movie when she transformed. Yeah. It's her now. So okay, that's cool. That's pretty awesome. Because she was old enough now, yeah, She's by the time it comes now. out. Uh, um, so that's an interesting change, although uh, there's an interesting quote in that article about um, how he qu- he was quoted saying, like, we do some interesting stuff with makeup. And he's like, well, if it works for Wonder Woman, <laughs> like, nobody will know who she is. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like, uh, um, I do... There, there was a... What was I trying to say? Um, 
Speaking of Shazam and other yes. stuff, like in, in DC, other reveals got made. So we had a first look, well, I say, in big quotation marks, uh, marks, masks, first look at um, Supergirl is going to be in the Flash film. Also, Michael Keaton. You're putting too much shit in it. I mean, it's only like three things so far. Flash. Three things is Far too much for DC to handle. <laughs> <laughs> for DC, yeah, maybe. Uh, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah, no, very true. No, but we got a uh, first look at the costume yeah. of Supergirl. Looks good. Uh, looks all right, yeah. Looks it looks good. very um, looks very Captain Marvel-y. Yeah. With the hairdo as well that the actress is sporting. That's um, fine. I'm not... I really like the season six costume of Supergirl that they released. I've seen pictures of that. Yeah. They got rid of the dress and they just made her wear pants because that makes sense. Yeah. Um, or trousers for us. That's English folk. Pants for your American folk. Um, but yeah, I. it looks cool. I don't know what purpose Supergirl is serving in the Flash movie. We'll have to find out. No, because um, I don't think we've had like a... Seems like mainstream. A, is it just me? Or maybe I've missed a bit of information, but it seems like a really random character to put in this Flash movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that. Um, but well, we're just like, oh, we could we could put Supergirl in because we did that with this TV series and it worked well. So just yeah, why not? We don't actually like probably wouldn't surprise I guess, me. That's, I guess that's on main, kind of Warner Brothers DC logic there. On a mainstream level, we haven't seen Supergirl for a while. Like a big movie and stuff, which I think is a bit yeah, criminal. True. Like, not many like women characters get their big movies um, until recently. But uh, also, yeah. Michael sure. Keaton was shown for his first look. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was just him in a suit. It's just Michael Keaton. It was Michael he had grey hair. Old Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing really to write home about. Uh, I think that's all news regarding. I'll be interested to see like how the Flash movie shapes up. And the Shazam movie, actually, talking about both of them. Yeah. Because um, they're pretty decent casts. Mm. And, yeah, it just just be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. You got any more news other than E3? No. Right. Shall we get on to E3? Because that was a big thing that happened at the weekend or week, the 12th to the 15th that happened. Actually, no. Shit. I got, I got news here. Uh, all right. One more bit of news. Fucking John Wick 4. We've been talking about that the last couple of weeks of, like, cast being involved. But the uh, Westworld and Mortal Kombat actor uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, who is really good. I think he was in The Wolverine as well, which is actually a really good film. It's underrated. Um, but he's going to be in John Wick 4. He's a really good stunt actor. So I think it's just like the perfect match. Awesome. Perfect mix. I recognise him. He's been in lots of things, actually. Yeah, he's been in a really um, good stuff. Yeah, he played Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat film, um, which apparently is I'm gonna look very good. I swear there's... I don't, I don't want to say the movie in case I'm wrong, so I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Um, yeah H-I-R-O. Yuki. Yeah. So, no, I really like him. Um, I, he was, yeah, I think he was in... Last well, Samurai. Yeah, he's Four, iconic. 47 Ronin, yeah. Yeah, he, he's Avengers iconic. Endgame. Yes, because he played the guy that uh, Hawkeye just murders in that, in that segment. <laughs> okay, yeah. When they go to Japan. That's a hell of a cameo. Yeah. Um, Rush Hour 3 he's in. <laughs> yeah, and he is in the Wolverine. I've seen just there. But no, he's really good. I really like him. Uh, and, oh God, John is going to be good. There's, John a, very particular, there's a very particular performance that I think I've seen him in and I, I yeah. think I'm wrong because I'm not seeing it on the list here. Yeah. Um, what what would you say it is? <sighs> what, what film is it? I can't, I can't remember. 
It's in Mr. Holmes. Oh, yeah. Um, is he... What is that? Oh. Is I, wonder, I thought that was Robin Hood for a second with Russell Crowe, but no, upside down. Nope. Anyway. Um, it's not Robin Hood. It was a very Robin Hood-esque... Um, yeah. ...motif going on. No, maybe maybe I'm thinking of one of these up here. I'm probably thinking of The Last Samurai. Yeah, um, yeah. That is or like, something like that. We have Tom Cruise, I think. Um, hey, connection. So, should we talk E3? E3 happened. Big old E3. Uh, oh God. We might just, like, whittle through these as quick as possible. I guess as, I guess as quick as possible as, as long as it keeps our interest. But just, just go through them, yeah. Let's go through. Right, so let's keep on the Marvel train. So, Guardians of the Galaxy game by Square Enix got announced. Okay. Did you see Did you see that trailer? I did not. It looks... Visually, it looks really good. Is it in the same kind of vein as the uh, Avengers game, or is it... Well, it's made by the same developers and stuff. I think it's made by... Well, because it's, it's Square Enix, who made the Avengers. And also, uh, it's the the development team of uh, Deus Ex. Hmm. That uh, weird game, which apparently is kind of good. I don't know. I haven't played it myself. But... Um, no, this looks visually good. I like the different designs and looks of like each of the Guardians, but there is a couple of things that make me feel a bit iffy about it, which is um, the combat looks a bit meh. It doesn't really have a lot of weight to it, and it looks kind of just mishmash. I'm just getting it up now, because I haven't yeah. actually seen it, so I'm just going to, while you're talking... I'm also, just gonna... the another thing about this uh, game is that you can only play as Star-Lord, oh. which I think is a bit of a bad call because you know you want to be I, I want to be Groot I want to be Drax I want to be Gamora if any uh, to be perfectly honest as much as I like the character Star-Lord he's probably the least interesting out of the Guardians <laughs> Star-Lord is interesting because of his relationships with the other characters and also um, like I think he's a good gateway into the Guardians as it is yeah uh, he's, he's the human character that yeah so you've got the gameplay up there like, looks... why isn't this like why isn't this like a Lego game where you can switch between the characters? Yeah. That, that would be so much better yeah. than just walking around as the most, as you said, least interesting B-Tech Iron Man. Of yeah. No, but again, it's like, I wouldn't mind playing this Star-Lord, but it's like, this is no, the Guardians... Yeah, this well, is the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, for God's sake. I want to know what it's like to play as Rocket. <laughs> I want to play as... I would exclusively play as Rocket. Yeah, jumping on Groot's shoulders and murdering people. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, so that's a bit weird, but like like you were looking there, like all of the design choices of each of the characters and the way they look, I actually really like. They're they're really cool. They're they're like different enough where it's you know it's the character, but there's a, a yeah. sort of slightly more um, unique feel to unique it. Unique feel yeah. to it, and a re redesigned and re realized yeah. feel. Rocket's got this bloody weird goatee. He's got a goatee, goatee thing great. happening. Drax has got like the different tattoo styles on his chest and everything, which is, it like, is a weird cube. and different. Um, but no, it looks okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not losing my head over it. Gamora looks kind of She-Hulk esque. Yeah, Gamora's got a more comic look with the white armor. Um, yeah. Which I'm, I, you know, I'm like that they keep more of the comic accuracy to it all. Um, Star Lord kind of looks like okay, that's enough of that. Yeah, um, Star-Lord kind of looks like he's straight out of um, uh, um, Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, yeah, that's probably a good thing. He's like a cross between like Boomerang and um, Deadshot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on. So we've got uh, Black Panther for the Avengers game had I a bit, this more, trailer, yeah. bit more of a look. I I like the look of it, and I like the look the, of the story and stuff. But again, it's the Avengers game, and I'm not holding any high hopes about it at all because it's just you burnt me so hard with how bad the it's game. It's a bad game. The, the gameplay. I think the story was pretty decent. The ending mission of the main campaign was complete trash. The fact that you couldn't actively switch between the heroes during game was bad. The boss fights, or I guess like the the end game missions and stuff, was bad. The like the enemy designs, there were no variety at all. So many things worked against this game, but. I'm just hoping that like eventually it will get to the point where as like all these like different um, heroes are being added, it'd have a lot more customization that way, and you know having the fucking loot system which bollocks that to it. Fuck off! I don't want that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's just so many weird disorders with that game. But hey, Black Panther looks pretty good. I'm liking the voice actors. I'm liking everything look wise about it. But we'll see. Um, Final Fantasy. Is getting a remastered collection. It is the the first six games is getting is coming back in one bundled remastered collection Pixel in the pi- in the pixels. Yeah, pixel remastered collection. So I like I, it. I think I think the original way they are they they came out as they're just like right here's here's a here's a collection is a remastered collection of all the first six games. I'm have to play Go through them. Yeah. For meaning to kind of I, I'm not sure. Is, is, this, is this coming out on Switch or something? I can't remember. But it's coming out on a specific platform, which good because I'd like to actually get into the Final Fantasy games and. If it's coming out on Switch, great yeah. because like more of an incentive to buy that. It's more of an incentive. It's another good game collection of games that you can. It's still not something new. No. Nintendo. <laughs> we'll get we'll get new. onto Nintendo stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that Final Fantasy is like getting a lot more of their early games like remastered because you've obviously had this Final Fantasy VII that has been remastered for PS exclusive, which looks really good and apparently is amazing. Um, and they're carrying on with that, and I just yeah, glad that the other ones again. So the best DLC ever announced uh, was shown, and you you got me. Hands in. up, who else had a weird outer body not quite believing what they were seeing experience while watching this trailer i didn't actually watch it but uh, just hearing it have you not no, no, no we'll no. watch the trailer after the show yeah, yeah, yeah. after we've done we'll the do pod. that but i oh my gosh so there's a game sea of thieves which is pirates and then you're have thinking you played sea of thieves uh, i played it briefly when i came to yours once One you time should we get it we should play and, yeah we should probably um, um but... it's a good it's a fun game it's uh it's really actually it's a really good game it just it the the main point that annoys me about sea of thieves is that it, that it is exclusively always online yeah ev- nobody like everybody just wants to ransack each other's ships yeah which is like that's what pirates do i so mean yeah pirates is, that's fine but it sense. means that there's all this great gameplay and stuff for you to explore and all these different like quests and story missions and they've added more stuff as they've gone um, and they're kind of rolling it all out for free um yeah. And obviously now they've added Pirates of the Goddamn Caribbean, um, yeah, with the characters and everything into Sea yeah, of Thieves. Yeah, good. Um, perfect. And a whole other storyline and and the fact that you can just get attacked at sea by the Flying Dutchman is great. That's really good. Um, but like, let me do those things. I don't want to have to stop to deal with like a bunch of people just harassing me. Yeah. And yeah. the trouble is, is that it's not 
so much of an open world as to where if you respawn, you'll just run into the same people again and yeah. the same thing will happen. So people just go around it's, doing it's that. It's either as... that or like create your own private servers. Like, in, uh, like yeah, like, I guess in like GTA, uh, do are they able to do that? In I don't know whether you are. Yeah. I don't think you are. If that's not an option, it should be an option because that's what you can do in GTA. Or you online. just turn online mode off, like open online or invite yeah. only, so yeah. that you invite your friends and then you go and do. Because I think, yeah. I personally think Sea of Thieves is missing a trick with being a exclusively online cooperative game rather yeah. than having the PvP elements that it does yeah. in the open world. Um, but yeah, I, I might have to download this and get back into... Well, I've still got it downloaded, but I might have to get back into Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Um, quite honestly, because... Um, yeah, I, I really, like, I really, 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 um, really am. I, I did really enjoy Sea of Thieves. Yeah. So now, um, yeah, now I, I, I kind of I want to get back into it now because of this. Yeah. Right, so let's continue on. So uh, another game, I think we sort of um, Battlefield twenty forty two is yes, is, is on, uh, and it's going to be Xbox console exclusive only. Which Ooh. I mean, what is Battlefield under? Is that under uh, like Bethesda and stuff? I don't Dice. really know. Dice. I mean, but obviously, fair. I think Microsoft bought Dice earlier this year. So yeah, I think that's probably why. Yeah, we'll see how it is. Um, uh, yeah, the, the thing I've got here about it is that there's going to be AI bots to fill the multiplayer matches. Yeah. So if you can't get enough people for the 30 versus 30 multiplayer online matches, they will fill it with AI-controlled bots yeah. to make sure that it's 30 versus 30. Yeah. Um, it will allow co-op or solo play, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 128 player matches apparently is going to be this. Jesus. It's always been high in Battlefield, especially on PC. Yeah. Um yeah, uh I I I I'm I'm annoyed at the fact that it's Xbox only because I was really looking forward to playing this game until you said that because I didn't mm. realize it was exclusive. Xbox exclusive only, mate. I mean, you could get on PC. Um, but hey. What can you do? Uh, what else have we got? So we have also uh, Slime Rancher 2 has been uh, Slime announced. Slime Rancher 2. Uh, I, I don't know how good the first game was, but apparently it's alright. Um, I have no idea about Slime Rancher. No. There's just a lot of these games that I'm like, oh yeah, cool, that's getting a sequel. Apparently it was really good, first of all. Another one, uh, Diablo 2, which I know was really good, uh, but it's, it's Resurrected, it's called. Diablo 2 Resurrected, and it's basically a remastered version of the game. Awesome. Really good happening. Uh, Halo Infinite. The multiplayer version of, is going to be a free-to-play game. Interesting. Fair enough, because we, uh, I think it was very well known that uh, the uh, Halo games were like one of the pioneers of the best first-person PvP games ever. Best online stuff, yeah. So, That's um, what kind of made a name for themselves for doing. Yeah. Um, Outer Worlds 2 has been announced. Oh, interesting. That, that, that was okay. a big surprise reveal. Um, I haven't played the first Outer one. Outer Worlds 2... Is well? Is this the? Well, but there's two games, isn't there? That is that are titled the same. Yeah. There's. So the the Outer Worlds is the one where you're you're going around all the planets in your little space thing. Yeah. And it's like a really weird like three D model that you go. Yeah, I think so. Not the one that was like Fallout in space. 
Maybe. Because there was another one called, and that might have been called The Other Worlds or something. Maybe. Um, I don't particularly know. Let's have a look. All right, have a look at Um I need to do something real quick. Uh, no. Oh, no, The Outer Worlds is the, is the kind of, um, uh, is the sort of almost very akin to Fallout 1 that I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, okay, Outer Worlds 2, that's, that's interesting. Um, didn't necessarily expect that to get a sequel. I thought the game was kind of unsuccessful in some ways. Yeah. Or not at least as big as I thought it was going to be. Um, but, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Forza Horizon 5. Oh, I mean, five. Ah. Yeah. Um, so that... Apparently the trailer for it was really, really, really good. It like even convinced a bunch of other people that didn't really play racing games that, oh my god, this looks fucking great. I think it was given... Um, it was definitely given a Gran Turismo, that sort of series, a run for its money, like visually and gameplay-wise, how good it looked. So, um, looking forward to that, I guess? Yeah. Happy that that's coming out. I feel out. like the challenge that a lot of um, racing games and driving games have is the fact that they are... <laughs> they're competing these days with the likes of GTA. Yeah. GTA has whole driving mechanics and racing mechanics in it. And all of that stuff in it, on top of so much more that makes the game brilliant. So, like, how do you just make a game about racing? Because that's, like, one mechanic of a game now. It's not, like, solely a focus. Yeah, what, what differentiates it from the other ones? That is I think that's the tricky thing for a lot of yeah. people is, like... Um, yeah, hopefully... Hopefully, maybe Forza and, and Gran Turismo can start redoing yeah. stuff like that. I know there was another one, wasn't there, that you, you used to play quite a lot. That was... uh, well, I mean, I have the Need for Speed games, which are good. Yeah, there was, um, one, was it? Um, there was one, Project Cars. Was that Project one? Cars is like a very ultra-realistic looking one, um, um, which is very good, but also very, very hard. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be in a mood to play those games. Uh, cool. More looks at Far Cry 6. Yeah, that had I more... I believe there's um, been six Far Cry. Six Cries. of those. Uh, and that's not including like the primal versions like the Far Cry 5 Primal or something I think it's called Ooh, I don't spin know. off but um, there was also uh, yeah it gave us more of a look at the uh, Giancarlo Esposito or uh, his villain uh, which obviously looks incredible amazing yeah uh, you can't ask for better um, what else is there Mario Rabbids um, had a sequel Sparks of Hope now, you know, the actual rabbits from Rayman, is it? Or something? I oh, you right. know, those okay, those yeah. those weird things. Yeah. You, you remember them, don't you? Vaguely. Yeah. Vaguely, Well, the, the, that's a sequel to the original Mario and Rabbids game. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently it was really good, even though it was like a really weird combination of titles. So. Some of the weirdest combinations are. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you know, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games is pretty weird, but it's quite good. <laughs> no, but I guess more specifically, uh, uh, Rabbids, just in general, is like that, and Mario? So, like, Mario is a, is a big franchise, and to throw it with something that's kind of probably vaguely forgettable yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Very uh, interesting indeed. What else we got? Uh, the Avatar game. So, yeah, this was a big shock, because everyone was not expecting it, and maybe they're trying to put more emphasis on 
like the film's coming out finally. Um, so they're like, right, we need to get get the hype back up on this on this train. Uh, the Frontiers of Pandora. That's what it's that's what it's called. I think again, visually looks pretty spectacular. You can finally be on Pandora where everyone really wants to be. And I don't really know the story about it and stuff, but just like, yeah, visually looks really good. Uh, I'm not, is it, what is the um, developers of it? Is it Ubisoft, I think? Which, fine. <laughs> I don't really, I can't really comment out too much about it, but um, you had something to do with Avatar, didn't you? Or did we talk about it earlier? Uh, we talked about it, it was just that it was, yeah, it was, yeah the, the, um, the Star Wars thing and that, Yes, that was it. One of the people had seen some early stuff to do with this game and was like, that's really awesome. Yeah. Um, obviously, I watched the trailer for Avatar Pandora, uh, you know, Frontiers of Pandora. Yeah. It's not really gameplay. It's kind of like... It's just visual, cinematography, yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. Um, looks really cool. I find it really strange that we're getting an Avatar game this long after Avatar. Yeah, exactly. What was like, it, 13 really years weird. or some shit? Took them long enough to make the other movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I suppose they are filming them back to back though, aren't they? So. Yeah. Uh, and then what was it? Uh, Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread. Uh, the, the oh god, when was the last Metroid? Yeah, so nineteen years ago was when the last Metroid game came out. Um, but I'm, I, I'm not really well versed in the Metroid games, um, but I know how iconic they are. And I like the fact that I saw a bit of the gameplay and seeing the uh, 2D format. They kept that, but just updated graphics and everything. It looks incredible. Um, so I'm glad that's happening. After 19 years was the last one. Nearly as old as me and you. Jesus. Oh, God. Um, and then uh, Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Apparently it's not technically... I don't think that's the official um, title. Still in development, isn't it? It's not. Well, it, it, it's announced it's happening. It, I think it's 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 it is basically Breath of the Wild two, but I don't think that is going to be the the exact title that they keep. Um, but other than the announcement for the Breath of the Wild two, there has been nothing regarding the thirty fifth. Legend anime. of Zelda: Song of the Wind or something. Song of the Wind, yeah. Um, but other than the, like you say the, that, being announced, there's been nothing in regards to the thirty fifth anniversary to Les Legends of Zelda, mm. which is weird. And wrong yeah. because you think Mario got like a bunch of shit regarding its 35th anniversary it's like Zelda's if not as iconic yes. as like a game series and franchise so it's a bit weird that that's I'm interested to see what they they're holding back to announce yeah um, I mean if that the is remastered if they versions are. of the old ones I don't know yeah, I don't know. Bring I don't out know. It's an exclusive a bit package. It's a, yeah, it's a bit of an old one. Yeah. You think they do something. They think they make a big fuss about it, but... Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? So, and then, like, some stuff regarding Netflix uh, or, or gamings was shown. So the Cuphead shown, uh, yeah. show, the uh, animated, exactly the same sort of format, but that's getting its own show. I think that has been announced for a while, but I think we got more information on it. Um, have you played Cuphead, or do you know much about Cuphead? heard about Cuphead I've not played it Cuphead is the uh, is the game that has got like the really 1920s sort of cartoon look yeah and it's I really like the look of the game it's apparently really really hard but um, I, I do like uh, I want to play through it um, Splinter Cell is getting animated series uh, for Netflix I think and then we had more new looks at The Witcher season 2 regarding Ciri and Geralt and their yes. adventures I, think I haven't watched 
the, the little tease yet, but um, oh, The Witcher, The Witcher as a series was great. I loved the first season. Yeah, and I think I've only seen like the first episode of it. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll do so. I don't know when it's coming out exactly, but um, mm-hmm. but that's it. And that was all E3. I don't exactly know who won E3, who lost E3, and stuff like that. Uh, also, one thing that we didn't mention is Starfield. Yes, and I got this little bit. Which is the which is the new oh, yeah. Which is the new um. Is the new Xbox exclusive Bethesda game because Bethesda was yeah. bought by Xbox and Microsoft, um, but it's the new IP. Yeah. That they're trying out. So this is a brand new franchise that's going to that run alongside all the other great Bethesda games, um, and yeah, um, it's a space exploration game basically. Yeah. Um, about two minutes and twenty six seconds. Nondescript. Yeah. Um, it's very. It's very clearly that you're on a different planet. You, there's a vessel. The the footage they showed was just like in engine CGI. Yeah. Scene stuff. Um, Apparently, this game's been in development for fucking ages. I think. Uh, Starfield, whatever it's called. Uh, kind of sixties design on the spaceships, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, Starfield was the first new Bethesda property for 20 years that they've announced. Jesus. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Um, not much has shown, but I suppose it will be an open world kind of exploration game. Um, yeah. Starfield is about hope. And about um, hope and the shared humanity we all share. Nice. Uh, that's pretty much the only quote, and that's all we know about it, really. Uh, it looks pretty cool, I have to admit. Um won't play it because it's Xbox exclusive, but I'm sure I'll watch some of it at some point. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's all to do with 3E3. That's all cool. that sort of news gone out of the way. Uh, shall we get into Mission Impossible? Talk about that. So, I want to get some stuff up on this this weird weird website again that I'm using quite regularly called Wikipedia. I don't think you might have known it. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, so, 1996 is when this film came out. This was Making a... Making us feel mega old. Yeah, mega old. Uh, it's older than me. But also, this was a reboot of the franchise that was originally a TV series, Mission Impossible. Um, and it originally had... Because I think this is also Tom Cruise's, Tom Cruise's first uh, produced film. Oh, cool. Um, and it's quite funny because they it was originally going to be like a 40 million uh, 40, 40 million uh, pound uh, dollar budget of the film um, and then also he just came in and was like yeah no I want more money so they gave him 80 million for this film which is good that's the pulling power of Tom Cruise he just walked up and was do like you think that was just, more money do you, do you think that was just all of he asked for like forty million extra because of the medical bills that he's going to be. So getting. basically, I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forty million is just to cover Tom Cruise's medical bills. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the insurance that it takes to for him to actually film a <laughs> film movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I suppose so. Or it was because he was like, "I want to fly a helicopter through a train tunnel." Um, yeah. So give me money. And give me forty million just to ensure that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, well. We'll get into that and why that's... He didn't actually do that. Um, but, so, what what do you think? I haven't ever seen 
this movie. Which no. Is one of the reasons that we did it. Yeah. I've seen some of the later Mission Impossibles, obviously, the more modern ones. Uh, I've um, seen one of them, maybe, briefly. Parting. I don't know. I think I've seen one in a bit. Uh, I can't yeah. quite remember. Um, they kind of all blend into one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, anyway, yes. this film is about Ethan Hunt, played by Tom Cruise, and his team of agents, yep. and and spies, the IMF. and the IMF. Whatever that stands for. Oh, Impossible Missions Force. Impossible. Not Mission Impossible Force. They're going to make that slightly different, or else that'd be too meta. Um, why is it Mission Because it'd be MI F then. And that's like MI5 and MI6. Yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to copy. Trick there. Yeah. Uh, Shocking. IMF Impossible Missions Team. Yep. Uh, to do an impossible mission. We'll, we'll go straight into spoilers because this film came out in fucking 96, so who cares about spoilers? Um, so, basic story is. Uh, there's a team, they were doing a thing, it goes wrong, everyone dies, and then Ethan Hunt's on a run to try and get some stuff back. And then they have to do stuff. Do some impossible stuff, which isn't impossible because they so we're introdu- Yeah, we're introduced to the characters in a really strange way, the first scene of the movie. It's yeah. like them middle of this job, doing this really complex, and feels very over-the-top job, just yeah. to get a bit of information out of one person. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. it's a cool introduction to, like, very much the selling point of this movie, which is like the, the set pieces of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, that's kind it, of, that's kind I'm of not sure if this was like one of the first films to do that, but it was it was most certainly the uh, okay guys in the room, um, guys in the room trying to describe the scenario, mm. and then it cuts to like the 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 areas in which they're going to be infiltrating and show the specific points of the things that they have to avoid, and then them like coolly walking through it and then like step by step taking us through like the problems and then how they're dealing with it yeah. I'm not sure if this was like one it can't have been the first one to do that but it, it it's a very spy movie trope spy, it, spy yeah. movie trope and they can uh, yeah. yeah they they continue on with that um, I this is weird because this was this film was so 90s so 90s like, I mean, there's 90s if, and then there's this film. If people are going to ask me what is the 90s, I'd probably show them this movie, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> it is very 90s. It's very cheesy and goofy in parts. Yeah. But not in ways that you'd necessarily imagine, like the, the dialogue isn't and things. The dialogue's actually pretty decent, and it's the story is, is good, and it's easy enough to follow, and... and uh, I saw the twist coming from a mile away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I knew the story to this anyway, but even so, it was kind of... I don't know. I think... This is so weird, this film. So, I'm try- <laughs> trying to concentrate. Um, so, I didn't really gel with any of the characters specifically. It was more so the set pieces and stuff, which I was like really engaged with. You know, you know this movie is about kind of the set pieces and the co- the cool factor of like spy drama, when it it doesn't really explain how the characters get to a new location, yeah, or how they get all the gear that they're gonna use. They're just there's, there. like this happens yeah. like two times in this movie solidly, yeah. where Tom Cruise is like, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go here. We're gonna do this," and then it cuts and they're doing it. Yeah. There's no explanation as to how they've set all, any of this up. Yeah. But they're just going to do it. And then it happens later in the movie as well for the final set piece. It's like just, we're going to do this, we're going to meet them on the train and all of a sudden we're there, everybody's in place. 
everybody knows what they're doing. Like, we get very short introductions to characters and kind of like, this is the guy he's good at hacking. This is the guy who's this. Yeah. Um, this guy has a weird obsession with knives. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. This is the tech guy. Bits and, bits and pieces um, about this. Um, but yeah, it's really it's it's it. I tell you what, it was good fun. I did enjoy it. No, yeah, when it when it got to the uh, the set pieces and everything like that, I was like, okay, this is getting in the groove now. I'm really liking this, and yeah, that that's where I think that's where this film absolutely shines is like the big yes. set pieces. So more specifically, I think that a lot of them. Well, I think they all the, the practicality of them all was really really impressive as well, um, and. The first sort of big set piece, I guess big, this is like when you compare it to all the other um, Mission Impossible films, it's very, not lackluster, but it's it's not as out there and expansive and explosive as any of the it's other Mission Impossible. It's not Tom Cruise hanging off the side of a jet taking Yeah, off. no, exactly. But it is helicopter in a tunnel. <laughs> um, well, I'd say more specifically, it's the first big one was when he was in the uh, like place with a massive fishbowl over his head. Uh, and like him exploding the fish tanks and that was all coming down. That was the first like sort of was... bigish set piece. But it's like as I forgot about as, that. As, as like as <laughs> what the thing is, is I, I, do... I love it. I love it. That they're just like okay, we want to go. There's gonna be a restaurant meeting and this restaurant's gonna have loads yeah. of like fish tanks. Why is it? Why has it got loads of fish tanks, Tom? Well, because I'm gonna explode them and then it's gonna create a tidal wave of yeah. so much water that there was no way there was that much water in any of this fish. Yeah, tank. exactly. It's gonna flood half a square in like. Well, well, I Prague think that, that was that are. was that was real. That whole bit that they filmed, they actually genuinely had like it's all this water on top, and they exploded crazy. it and stuff. And as as not as big and outlandish as like flying on the back of a jet plane and stuff like that, but that is still like holy shit. That's a couple tons of water that you have to run away from, or else you could easily get seriously hurt yeah, from I've, that. I've been in the wave so, machine at the uh, the uh, at Swindon's um, Oasis Oasis like I know yeah um, so that that was fairly impressive um, but the obviously the most iconic I think of any oh it's so iconic that they it's been parodied multiple times um, was obviously the uh, hanging from a thread and trying to get this floppy disk out the, the typical on this, on spy this... going in via a wire. Yeah, and this, yeah, and the music. Like, let me just talk about the music. Like, even though it is, even movie. though it is '90s, it holds up and it's still really it's good. It's so good. It yeah. accentuates all of the like the the tense moments and the drama and I think the action so well. Even when there was, I think even when we were kids, and I had never seen them, I didn't really know anything about Mission Impossible. If someone yeah. was to tell you, right, spy theme, go, you would go, done, done. Dun, 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 dun. You yeah. would go like that. Everyone knew the theme of this film, um, and yeah, when when you were thinking of like spies and stuff, you'd have like the wires trying to carefully go and grab stuff without touching the floor. The floor floors lava, sort of thing. Um, but I, like the tension building in that that scene specifically was incredible. Um, again, they like set it out um, very nicely. Of okay. You can't. It can't be too hot because if it goes a degree above, there'll be an alarm. You can't touch the floor, not even a drop of water, because it will, the alarm will go off. And there's all these sort of factors. You can't make any sound, or else the alarm will go off. And all these things were built up, so you know the stakes instantly. Um, and yeah, it was just really, really effectively done. I really liked it. 
like the whole concept of having this room where all the secrets of like government agents are kept and it's the most tense room to like let's just forget about like trying to break in to work in there oh it's a complete pain in the ass like absolutely must be like the loneliest job in the world you're like you're the only person that has access to it and when you're in there you just have to be quiet and just do your stuff otherwise you know anything untoward and it, it just like it just you know completely goes and cancels yeah um but <laughs> it's just really funny to me just really funny yeah anyway um i yeah that, that's kind of i feel like that's i would say that's the big set piece of this movie yeah i would um but helicopter and tunnel i, I just that was a bit as, as even though we were watching the entire film and we had the, like the big set pieces as we said the helicopter and the train and the tunnel sequence was a bit like oh it's ooh. a bit out there isn't it yeah it was like okay that's I, I, oh that's a very so that's like, a green screen i was watching this screen. yeah i was watching this movie and i was like okay so they've got all this weird technology for the 90s and they can apparently do all this stuff and they don't need an explanation as to where they get it from despite the fact that he's gone rogue from the government in this movie which means where would he get all this equipment from like what criminal has he like got in bed with that is now providing him all this stuff yeah um it just seems like it's very kind of yeah it's it's the classic thing of what we said earlier the set piece is the key to this the, the music is key to this explaining how that stuff happens and explaining how the technology works is not part of that yeah it's a spy movie you've got gadgets yeah. it's like the early james bond movies yeah, i've yeah. got a car that goes underwater because i have like that's just you know you know mm. lasers um, um <laughs> i <laughs> i I, I tell you what, really, one, yeah, it was really cool. Even though it was like, like when you get to the helicopter in the train bit, and yeah. that's the point that I'm trying to get to here is like, it's like okay, now you've kind of lost me a little bit. Yeah, because you're literally flying a helicopter through a train tunnel, and quite well, and surprisingly well. Very, very How little much. air though, you've got, in even there. though there is a train coming the opposite direction as well, um, and like. Yeah, that's that's like, a bit I like. I think you're okay. underestimating how long helicopter blades are and how long they have. Oh, to absolutely! Be. Yeah, yeah, and like when when they even like enter, like you see that like shot of them going down, and him like at the last minute pulling pushing his joystick forward and them entering the tunnel. You're like, okay, so that's just going to be crashing in the either into the train tracks because you, what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, was just gonna but no, it's like oh, you yeah. you entered and it like initially it didn't look big enough. For the whole helicopter to enter, but yeah, I, I guess yeah, the, the ending of this this film was just a bit. Okay, you've, yeah, the the green screen is really off putting. I think it, it it did that sort of wow, we can we can do this massive set piece with all this green screen and CGI and stuff, but it just didn't age well at all. Um, it's very elaborate secret. Even even though there was still quite a few practicality to it all, like they apparently like shot it in a wind tunnel, but on its side. So that's why they got the effect of like the whole wind blowing. It does look like regarding the or disregarding the helicopter in the actual shots and stuff. That the, all the wiring of connecting the train to the said helicopter in the sky that was all real. Tom Cruise actually flipping about and like put getting having the wind pushing down the the tube of the train like all that was like real and stuff. Um, obviously not. Um, yeah, and then just everything around him was like sort of CGI'd in with like green screen and like the background and stuff. So them yeah. jumping onto the, I guess the the 
legs of the this legs heli- of the he- helicopter. Real, like yeah. that was all real and stuff yeah. as well. Um, so I guess they did as much as they possibly could, practicality wise. But yeah, it is, it's quite strange. Like when you look at some of the set pieces of Tom Cruise jumping across buildings and actually jumping onto a helicopter and yeah. something like actually going up with a plane. This is sort of, I know, quite tame, I guess. Um, yeah, really, 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 really funny. Um, there's a lot of good names in this as well. Um, yeah, the, the, the cast the cast is actually really good. Uh, so we've got John Voight as uh, Jim Phelps. Uh, who... John Voight, I always remember. He's been in lots of things, I know. I, I know. He's I mean... been in... Um, I know him from the Transformers movie. Exactly, that's what I was just about to say. He plays the president or something like that. In he pl- the, in he the... plays the... Uh, oh, what does he play? I'm pretty in sure the he first is. Transformers movie. I'm pretty he sure plays... he is the president. He play... No, he's not the president. I don't think is he, he is the president. I'm pretty sure I think sure he, he plays like the Let's have a look. Secretary of Defense or something. Or something like that, um, yeah. Something like that. Uh, what was, what year was it? Transformers. Uh, two thousand. Two thousand seven. Mr. John Keller. Mr. John Keller. Yeah, he plays the um, plays the Secretary of Defense, I think. Yeah. Um, and then we have obviously one of my one of my favorite characters was uh, well we have uh, Henry Cerny as Eugene. Um, and then we Kitteridge. have Yeah. I'm trying to think. Vanessa who, Redgrave yeah. plays Max in this. Yes, who was, I, was the, I guess the big kind of bad. He, she was like the crime lord. Of all this thing. The interesting... Okay, this maybe is a good time to bring this up. You've, you've kind of opened the debate of who the villain is of this movie. I... What is the... What is the... What's the... Like, because... So John Vaught's character is the real antagonist of this. Yeah. He sets up this fake... Uh, he is the mole, basically. So he sets up this mole exposure he he realizes that his nefarious dealings of being a mole for for other things and other criminal organizations including working with this max figure yeah has been kind of picked up by the you know the cia or whatever so cia john kitheridge who is the is like the head of this operation for the imf is like okay we're going to do a mole sting operation where we're going to take every single one of them out he obviously catches wind of this. This all goes down, obviously, in the moment that Ethan doesn't know what's happening and he thinks it's legitimately happening. He get, that's gets, then gets framed for what's going on. Yeah. Even though it's Jim who is the, the mole. And he survives as well, although we believe that he's dead from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, we learn that his wife, who is on the team with um, Ethan, is part of this, and she survives. And... Uh, Ethan initially thinks that he is just lucky to be alive and she is as well, so they've got to stick together. Yeah. Really, she's just tagging along to keep tabs on him, I guess, because he was actually part of, um, you know, he was part of all of this. Um, yeah, no, she, sorry, she was part of all of this. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of a bit confusing when you kind of get your head into it. My thing I wanted to query is that from watching the movie, I was like, why, why is Jim doing all this? Why is he faking his own death? Yeah. Why is he going against the sting operation? Why does he want all of his companions dead? Why does he want Ethan dead? Yeah. I, mean, I don't want Ethan dead because Ethan is kind of in love with his wife. But it's like, where, where would you go after this? Like, I think, what, I what think you, he what did. What is the point in doing I think what he doing? did explain it and it was something to do he with did, like, him not I getting recognition. Get I get Yeah, I think I... Because I wasn't so uh, engrossed in the actual characters, I didn't really give a shit. I was just like, yeah, just give us the next... Set piece, I think I understood his motives of being like he wants out. I was like, that's fair. Why did he kill everyone though? 
there's easier ways to do this, surely. Mm. Like, this seems overly complex. I guess another thing that I found quite weird is you even mentioned it when we were watching the film. Um, there was a moment where Ethan Hunt and... Uh, oh, God. Um, Claire Phelps, I think. They, like, are in the room after, like, sort of... Like, she, she comes back and reveals that she's still alive and then he's holding up a gun and saying, Oh, my God, what, what is happening? What's happening? And then they sort of, like, get together and they, like, fall on the bed and it's, like... Such a weird scene. You mentioned something like that. You could have done that any other way. It's this is like this... an unnecessary... Um, yeah. Why... Unnecessary sexualized scene. Yeah. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Like you could have just... You could have just plainly there was, there was There was an attempt at this sort of romance, but I It doesn't really go anywhere. I don't care. I mean, she dies at the end, but it's like <laughs> fucking... She does, yeah. She I gets don't... shot by her husband, who apparently loves her. Question marks. Yeah, but I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> it, it feels very forced. It, it, it feels very much like this, like, we want to have this kind of sexual romantic tension between these two characters. Yeah. So we have to put in these scenes. Yeah. Okay. Because that needs to be in this movie. We need a romance storyline. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't really, do you? No. And like, the rest of this movie is fine without it. Yeah. Just it, being it's it's so unimportant. It's um, kind of unimportant. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it, if there's any other... Uh, Okay, so um, <laughs> this is another actor that I really did enjoy. Uh, it's uh, Vin Rains. Yeah, Vin Rains as Luther. Um, he, I think, he continues on with the franchise, and he is like the tech guy, the guy in a chair that sort of tells I think everyone. He was in the movie I've seen, one of the later, later ones. He, I think, is right. I'm gonna have a look this up also, but I think he's in Pulp Fiction. Uh, I'm just gonna look. He's this. in a lot of things. He, he's he's really good. Yeah, he's in, yeah, he is in Pulp Fiction, but he's really good. Um, so yeah, he was obviously in uh, Mission Impossible. He's in Mission Impossible Two. Uh, he's in Mission Impossible Three. Yeah, so I think he is in every single, every single one of them. Cool. Uh, I Ghost, look forward to Ghost, reacquainting us. Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol is in action. Yeah. Oh, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy Two, as Charlie Twenty Seven. Sweet. He's only a cameo though. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in a lot of these. Oh he, my gosh. He's in a lot of good films. Um, um, yeah, there's a lot. But of good no, films I, 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 I really like. I really liked him as his character. He's kind of like. Yeah, cool. I, I liked back He was like a, a a rogue IMF agent. Yeah, um, and he comes on to help him, um, and he doesn't help him for money or motivation like the other guy does. And we find out the other guy's a double crosser anyway. Yeah, um, uh, Jean Renault who plays Franz. Jean Renault, yeah. Jean Renault, yeah. Um, yeah. Who is a uh, in a loads of stuff? I I really like well, him as Godzilla. An actor. Yeah, I mean the, the, Vinci Code. the the bad Godzilla, but um, the bad Godzilla. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not a good film. Zilla. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, yes, I, no, think, I did. I did I like Ring Room's character. I think I think the cast is good. The, the cast, cast is really the good, cast yeah. is very very good. Um, um, I I just like the fact that this is a fun spy movie. I just got Emilio Estevez in it. Yeah, he's the he's the guy that plays Jack and he gets his face in, impaled at the start. Yes, he's a very popular actor at that time. I, yeah, he's I, a, he was I, incredible. I like, he was, he was I couldn't actor. believe they killed him in the first act. I was like, yes. Oh. Yeah, okay. I tell you, I tell you another thing that I don't. And think as well, um, Kristen Scott Thomas. Yep. Who gets killed? She gets killed pretty much instantly. Yeah. As the play Sarah Davis, who is incredible. Um, another thing that I want to talk about this, and it's, it's very well done. Is the like face mask? Stuff. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's so. Do you know what that reminded me of? Was uh... Thunderbirds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a very like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Like, I, I is know. it Thunderbirds or is it um, st- um, 
Oh. Uh. Scarlet. Captain Scarlet. I can't remember no idea. which one it is, but there's like a whole like thing where there's like this villain face. that has a face reveal, yeah. and it's and it's like cut camera, like oh no, it's a yeah. different person. Yeah, and this is well, this is done. I, a lot I think it's, I think it is really well done, and it's I think well that there is a, I think there must be some sort of like digital CGI in it also, but I think it is it is mostly practical effects, like an actual practical face mask of when they're yeah. talking and stuff like that, like. Um, but when um, I don't think it's when he's talking. I think it's the actual actor that he's portraying. The, 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 the I guess but, right at the end, John Vaught, uh, Jim Phelps, his character is obviously speaking. And he takes his mask off. It's Tom Cruise. Like that's an actual mask. Yeah. And I think with a slight, very very slightly a a, a de well not de aging but fucking CGI to paper over the. I think it's a mask the at the point where he pulls it off. I think yeah. Before that, it's the actual actor. Yeah. But I think. The the the, the moment the, before the, he does that, it's his face, so it's like, yeah. wow, the prosthetics are amazing. It is really good. Yeah, it's it's very very well done. It is. Yeah, yeah it really like that sort of stuff holds up. I think ninety percent of this film holds up, like CGI wise, up until yeah, like the it's last. Really, the last effects bit. and then the action yeah. and the set pieces are really good. <laughs> there's also a lot of things that make me laugh. Is this is clearly a time where the internet was just invented, so they were like, oh boys. Look at what this oh, internet can do. Oh, Look how incredible this is. Our movie's cool because it's got the internet in yeah. it. Yeah, and it was like, oh, we have to we have to show the capabilities of this internet. So yeah, just like elongated scenes where like Tom Cruise is on the internet has showed him on tapping around the keyboard. There's a, there's a good like, ten minute scene about emails. God, it's so like so fucking God, the internet, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Windows ninety four. Incredible stuff. Um, <laughs> um, Amazing. Um, but. Uh, I'm trying to think of if there's anything else that was uh, sort of I like caught the, your I eye. like the ending of this movie where it's Tom Cruise on the plane instead of Jim Phelps' character. Yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah. Um, John Vaught's character, Jim Phelps, sorry. Ethan Hunt is sitting there on the plane and the same uh, uh, person comes up who's uh, the yeah, hostess the, 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 and is like, which film would you like to see? Maybe we'd like to see theatre in... Yes, uh, in Sweden or something, yeah, yeah. and he obviously recognizes that as code for something, and it's like, oh, this is how the movie started, getting yeah. the mission, and yeah, he's yeah. getting a new mission. I really like so that. he's now in the role of Jim Phelps's character. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a very it was a solid film. Um, I'm not sure if it's a film that I probably want to go back and see, but again, probably just for like the stunts and stuff, which is obviously really impressive. It's not. It's not a, a work of genius story-wise no. or anything or, or a movie where you're like you have to see this I don't, I don't think when this film initially came out I didn't have like outstanding response critically wise and yeah such. I'm not surprised it, it's, um, a, it's a complicated but it, story and but it's it not, doesn't really make sense it's but. not horrible I, I don't think it is horrible critical response well Rotten Tomatoes because no one should ever listen to that 66% which I'm like eh, it's a bit harsh I'd probably give it like out of 10 I'd probably give it like a 7 it's not, not like I say. It's not the greatest film ever made, but also it's very obvious. It's obvious time, but also it's very competent. It's, it holds up fairly well. It's it's an action movie. Get over it. Yeah. That's like this is yeah. this is pretty much what it is. Like it's just it's there's not really much else to it other than that. It's like yeah. you don't have to get it. You don't have to this. Just enjoy it. Yeah. 
that's that's and it. That's the it's, kind of it's, cool thing. It's about. a popcorn film. Um, if you want a good spy drama that's got a good story behind it, go and watch the Jason Bourne films or something. But like, yeah. Well, the, these films, like story-wise, do improve a lot when it gets to maybe the third, fourth film. Yeah, um, not this one. <laughs> no, I think this is a good. This is a good intro yeah. to the franchise. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to do the next film, uh, Mission Impossible Two, because apparently that one's bad. Is it? Yeah, apparently it's bad. Okay, but it'd be fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'd be fun. It's just it. It definitely goes over the top with some of the. Uh, some of the things on it yeah I'm, I'm actually looking forward to, play, to watching it um, but I don't know what we'll do uh, what we'll do next I don't know if we'll do uh, another Get Educated but we'll well obviously um, there's like In Heights that is out now I don't know if we'll have time to go to cinema and watch that by Saturday or I don't know I'll try and make a little list and I'll like talk to you a little bit later about it so yeah I mean you're you're kind of like um, you're like free sort of Wednesday right? well um yeah, I've got my, uh, yeah, I've got a couple, i got, like, this week, then next week I've got my, my birthday, um, and then I've got a week of work, and then I've, oh, no, I'm trying to think, nah, we'll sort, we'll sort out, we'll sort but I, I think we could do some stuff, uh, we'll, we'll think about what to do next, um, in the next episode, but yeah, uh, Mission Impossible, pretty good, I'd recommend watching it, if you yeah. haven't, yeah, do it, do it, good stuff, um, but yeah. Thank you all for watching. If you were watching on Twitch, I do apologise for the like things that happened earlier. I just abandoned it because internet is really shit at the moment. I don't know why. Yeah, it was, uh, I'll, it was I'll, having some. I don't know why it was doing streaming difficulties because I've I've been okay most of the day. No, it was it, like for the first hour of the podcast, mm. it was fine. But until sometimes got, that just happens. Yeah. I'll have a I'll have a little um, investigate into what was happening because something must have been going wrong. Anyway, thank you for watching. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed. Uh, where, where can you find us? You can find us, find on, us on Facebook, mate. Facebook, we've got a Facebook group, Global Geekum. Yeah. Links will be in the description. You can find that, join up, and then we can have conversations. I think it's only effectively me that's been talking in the group chat, in the group chat, in the group, but I'm hoping that more people get involved. Like, if you see something that you're interested, share the link and start a conversation. Indeed. What, what are you obsessed about? I, I, I want to know, and I want to have conversations about it all. Like, even if it's about cars or something, if it's about movies, TV shows games music what are you obsessed about get involved let's have a chat because I, I i enjoy talking to people about what they love um what else is there uh i've got a twitter it's at the rizikins again it'll be in the description below if you want to talk to me or start conversations i don't fucking know just follow me i might be doing random stuff you uh, follow me so you can see when i'm going to be going live on twitch to do games and stuff yeah because I, I, I game a lot cool. at the moment i'm going through red dead and fallen red order dead. Fallen Order. Fallen Order is pretty good when you just re go through it. I'm not going to 100% complete it because fuck that. It's, a, it's not a game to do that. No. Um, Euros is happening, so I might just make a couple of tweets about like how shit in England are doing. Um, <laughs> the Euros is on. We haven't talked about it much because it's uh, boring yeah, we, for England fans. Fuck, just, well done, Scotland, the other day. I honestly commend to you, but England, fuck me. Well done, Southgate. You're great. <laughs> I'm such a cynic or whatever it's fine uh, what else uh, so if you liked the podcast also also you can share around with your friends if you think people will be interested let them know yeah do hopefully, it hopefully they can they can enjoy as well uh, also give us a rating on whatever podcast app that you listen to on five stars or something that'll, that'll do nicely mm. thank you we'll probably read them out or if you have any comments and stuff speaking of comments or recommendations if there's anything that you want us to 
talk about or do next, you can email the podcast at cityofgeekandpod at gmail.com. Yeah. It'd be great. Again, interactions. We want to get involved. What do you like? Let's talk about it. Even if it's stuff that we don't like, but you would like, I'd like to talk to you about it. Why do you like that thing that I don't like? Because healthy conversations. I'm not going to tell you the fuck off about your yeah. opinions. You're entitled. We like we like some healthy debate. Yeah. There's, I'm sure there's been like there's going to be like points in this podcast where you and I disagree on things, but fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I'm yawning. Right. So thank you very much for listening, and we shall see you next time for whatever we're doing. Yeah. Take care. Get out of my room. Bye. 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 <laughs>